Think about such things. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Monday morning, my friends. We're moving on today in our study of Philippians chapter 4. Today we're going to be focusing on verses 8 and 9 and uh, continuing on in Paul's final thoughts in his letter to the believers in Philippi. Um, But before we get into the word, uh, let's go before the author of it. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Uh, We come before you, Lord God, ready to hear from your heart. We want to study your word. We want to meditate upon it and maximize uh, our understanding and our application and your word's benefit on our spiritual lives. Um, We're so very grateful, God, for the provision of your word. We're grateful that your spirit works through it, and now tune us in so we might hear what you have for us. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, this is Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. Paul writes, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. All right, so he begins verse 8 by saying, finally, (laughs) a reminder to them that uh, the letter is coming to a close, and these are his final thoughts as he uh, prepares to um, close the letter and then ultimately have it um, couriered to them. And it was, in fact, delivered to them. Um, And so these are final things. And he addresses the believers there as brothers and sisters, uh, which speaks to the closeness uh, of the relationship Paul has with the believers in Philippi. And it is his concern that they not be tripped up in their minds by thinking of and focusing on worldly things or on the things that the enemy might try to um, penetrate with their in, uh, uh, thoughts and things that the enemy might try to penetrate their minds with. Uh, but he says instead, um, focus on these things, think on these things, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, the implication here is that we have some control over what we think. We have some control over what enters our minds and spins around in our thoughts. Um, Instead of uh, our minds being the playground of the enemy, uh, we actually have the ability to choose what comes through the filter. And Paul is saying what we ought to let come through the filter are only those things that are true and right and good and lovely and excellent and pure, um, that our filter should only allow those kinds of thoughts through. Now, um, we can't always control the thoughts that roll into our minds, but we can control whether we will fixate on them. We can control whether or not we will get bogged down by them. We can acknowledge that this thought came, 
we uh, surrender it to the Lord. Uh, we take every thought captive, as Paul says in another place. Take every thought captive and then run it through the filter. If it's not a godly filter, if it's not this filter of whatever is right and true and noble and excellent and praiseworthy, then we ought not think on it for too long. Yes, it's there, and then we take it captive uh, for Christ, and then we think on the things that Paul is encouraging us to think on. Paul says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Again, a call to follow his example. Earlier he said the same, uh, just a few verses ago. Uh, He says in verse 17 of chapter 3, join together in following my example. And he pretty much says the same thing here in verse 9. Whatever you've learned or received or heard or seen in me, put it into practice. And so again, Paul reminds them that he has modeled for them a reliable example of what it means to be a Christ follower, what it means to put Jesus first. And he says, if you'll do this, then the God of peace will be with you. (laughs) And uh, it is our commitment to the Lord that um, makes our closeness to him seem more real and more vital Um, God is as close to us in any moment as he can possibly be, but we are not always as close to him as we could be. And it is when we commit to him, when we really zero in our attention on the Lord and we focus on our walk with him, that that closeness with God seems to grow and, and it seems to have its best impact. So I'm encouraged by these final words of Paul. Just a little bit more to go here in chapter four over the next couple of days. Uh, But these are great things for us to ponder. Often our minds are easily tripped up by our thoughts, and the enemy loves to come at us with um, doubt and loves to come at us with contrary thoughts and and, um, loves to come at us with evil temptation and loves to come at us uh, with fear and anxiety and, and fill our minds with all of these things that are anything but what Paul expresses here. They're anything but true and right and good and noble. And yet we find ourselves spinning out on some of those thoughts as opposed to staying focused on the good thoughts that God's Spirit wants to have us focus on, period. It is God's Spirit that can bring these godly thoughts, these pure and noble and right and good thoughts into our minds and hearts as we're relating to him, relying on him, spending time with him, spending time in the word. So it is our saturation uh, of in godly things, in the word and, and, and time and, and the spirit's presence, uh, focusing on the Lord that allows these things to become more and more natural in our minds and in our thoughts. Um, as we're focused on the things of earth, as we're focused on Uh, the things that the enemy tries to trip us up with, then obviously our minds are occupied with those things and there's not as much room. And so there is a discipline that we must cultivate of of staying focused on the things of the Lord, inviting God to bring his thoughts to our mind, inviting God to uh, bring his word to recall, helping us focus on a scripture as we're facing challenging moments throughout the day, Um, and beginning to cultivate godly thinking within our minds. I think it's important that we not lose sight of what Paul says about taking every thought captive for Christ, and then what he also says here um, about um, thinking on, uh, focusing on things that are good and right and pure and noble and lovely and excellent. 
um, that, that we can shift our focus away from the things of earth and we can and we can say no to the enemy when he tries to get us to focus on a certain thought or fear anxiety or temptation or whatever it might be all right my friends i'm encouraged by these words and challenged by them also and i hope you are too thanks again for taking time out of your day to listen and god bless you